This is ASI, Attitudes of Sexual Integrity, episode 111. I am your host, Russ Shaw. This is Pillar covering the song, Shine. Today, I wanted to kick off the show by uh, starting with some listener email. Let's read some listener email. Check this out. Listener email. Actually, I'm kidding. That's a candy wrapper. <laughs> it's not. It's email, man. It's not a. It's not a piece of paper. Come on, you guys. I had you go in there for a minute, didn't I? That's a lot of talk radio people do that now. I think Rush Limbaugh started that or something, and now. Everybody who reads mail on the air, they have to, like, pick up. You hear the paper in the background. and I don't know. You hear me driving around in my show and turning on the windshield wipers, and you hear the rain. So, uh, yeah, just want to break the ice a little bit. You know, hey, come on, hang out with me. We're, uh, we're driving around, you and me, in Seattle. Probably never been to Seattle, most of you. But uh, you are now hanging out with your old friend, Russ Shaw, driving around. And uh, anyway, my email is russ at asi247.org if you want to send some, some listener email. If you want to friend me on Facebook, be a real friend. <laughs> I don't know, that's just, that's kind of funny. Uh, friend me on Facebook at uh, Russ Shaw in Seattle, Washington. There's a link on the, on the website if there's more than one of me. That's one good thing about my name, Russ Shaw, is that there's a lot of me. So it's kind of hard to, I don't know, it's kind of hard for my critics and the bloggers to nail me down because there's so many Rush Shaws in the world. But uh, anyway, anyway, uh, yes, recent reading listener email. Got a listener from, uh, got a listener, yes. Got a listener in uh, Afghanistan fighting the war on terror over there in Afghanistan. Uh, I love getting emails from uh, soldiers over there in the Middle East. Fighting for our country. And uh, Mr. J, we'll call him, he sent an email and he said, uh, I'm on day number 12, fighting on, moving forward. I salute you, my friend. Keep fighting. Love that. Um, if you want to send an email, again, russ at asi247.org or read more listener email. Closing the uh, seventh commandment here. And that's that's all I got for now. Um, I have another uh, email. I'll, I'll address another email I got uh, a few weeks ago. Um, here's the 
here's the deal about email and he, the the emails I like to hear from you guys. The the stuff I want to I want to hear from you about is solving cognitive dissonance. And I've talked about that in a past show. I want to cover it again. Uh, do a little review. Do a little refresher course of social psychology. I just think this is an awesome way of of doing this. Like I'm. You know, I'm not Mr. Psychology Boy, but I do like this term because it helps helps us understand what's going on in our head, in our heart, in our spirit sometimes when we're trying to get a grip, grip on new information or new uh, philosophies, theologies. Um, solving cognitive dis- dissidence is this, and this comes from uh, a course I listened to, a uh, number of lectures I listened to at Berkeley University taught by a professor called Rob Willer there at uh, Berkeley. And he said that cognitive dissidence is when you have two conflicting um, things going on in your head, right? Like you're trying to solve something. I really like this term because it describes and exposes um, some of the motivations of our heart and some of the way that we process information and things that we're trying to understand or we don't understand or we don't want to understand or right is this cognitive dissonance and, and basically what cognitive dissonance is this it's this uncomfortable feeling that you have these two conflicting thoughts in your mind like you're trying to solve a mystery so to speak Rob Willer had this uh, this great analogy to to describing cognitive dissidence in the romantic comedy, okay? What, this is a great analogy because every romantic comedy has this. Um, the movie Elf, a great movie. If you want to rent that this holiday season, if you haven't seen it, I've seen it, my family have seen it dozens of times, all right? I love love the movie Elf. Will Ferrell and uh, Zoe, uh, I can't remember her last name. But um, anyway, Elf. There's there's always something going on in, in a romantic comedy, and not that Elf is. It kind of is. He's kind of you know. He's the, there's always a love interest in every movie, but the guy gets the girl, right? Somewhere along the line, the guy loses the girl, and by the climax of the movie, the guy gets the girl back. You know, that's that's every romantic comedy. Meet and they have this passionate, you know connection and then something happens some misunderstanding you know some kind of a wacky system of, of like three's company kind of misunderstanding and uh, just I just totally dated myself there most of you probably won't even get what I just said but some of you some of you are there with me right three's company you know Jack Ritter there's always some silly misunderstanding and then by the climax of the show they end the story they solve the cognitive dissonance on on resolving all that that's the same as every romantic comedy you know they they get split up and by the end of the film they oh they, you know we had this thing and we didn't know and now we we're together and they live happily ever after right they, the story closes and they conclude the cognitive dissonance the the better the better the dissidence is solved, the better the story. The more, um, the more, the, the money the film will do at the box office, right? Solving cognitive dissidence is that. It is solving that fate, that uncomfortable thing that we have going on in our head. Our relationship with God 
is kind of like that. It's kind of like that romantic comedy. And not that I have all the answers, okay? I'm not going to solve all the dissidents. One of my favorite books is a book called Blue Like Jazz. And uh, Donald Miller, guy who wrote it, great guy. Uh, goes to Mago Day down there in uh, Portland. But uh, this is a bestseller on the, on the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, it's non-religious thoughts on uh, Christianity. But he says in his book, Blue Like Jazz, um, he says, I didn't used to like jazz music because jazz music doesn't resolve. And he saw a guy really enjoying jazz music, really loving jazz music, and he liked it for that reason, right? He liked it for the passion that comes flowing out of people. Even though he didn't understand it, that was starting like his relationship with God, right? God isn't going to resolve every issue that's coming into your mind on this side of the grave. But he does love you furiously. And the passion and, and the verve and the, the thing behind God loving us um, has everything to do with the Ten Commandments and it has everything to do with this commandment. And I uh, wanted to go through some of the... Um, I say that a lot. I'm going to stop myself here. I'm going to stop the show for just a second. <laughs> Something these talk radio guys do in Seattle. They stop the show. I had to steal that for a moment. I just ripped that off right there. But I'm going to stop the show right here on what I just said. Um, I wanted to do... I say that a lot doing this show, and that's something that God is calling to me re to repent of. That this um, podcast ASI is not mine, it's His. That He's doing the work through me, and I'm to communicate that message that He puts on my heart as best as I can. And some of me doing this podcast is me letting go of what I wanted to do. Let the Holy Spirit do His work in me. And me settle and not get so bound up about what I'm supposed to do, say, be, right? I mean, the point is, and going back to sexual integrity, the point is that we cheat on God. If I could solve any dissonance for you, yes, God wants to be sovereign over your genitals. God wants you to be true to him with your sexuality. Yes, that's part of the message of the Bible. It's part of the message of the gospel, that God loves us that much, that he would care about what you do with your genitals. That's Psalm 37, verse four. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Okay, do you see what that means? I and mean, that verse has been so twisted in our culture. It hurts God when we place something above him like money or wealth or status. When something is placed in the identity of who we are on the throne of our heart, we're not desiring him, we're desiring that thing. Because that's the point of the seventh commandment and me concluding the seventh commandment, realizing that we cheat on God. And, and hey, check this out, this is Bruno Mars, love this too. Easy come, easy go, that's just how you live. Oh, take, take, take it all, but you never give. Should've known, 
Song of Songs, yes, I, I, my little homework for you. Read that book of the Bible and read it and think about your relationship with God. God is after me and God loves me. And it, it really comes down to less about rule keeping and obedience as far as like obedience to a, a principal or a school teacher or an abusive father. But obedience like a, a bride would be to husband, a, a good loving bride to, to the head of the household, the, the picked chosen um, lover of my soul. That's the language of the Songs of Solomon in my relationship with God. And it's kind of like, and here's the deal, God sees your heart. And I believe that's why a lot of you are here. That's in the, the book of Samuel. I guess like 126, if I can shoot it off my memory. But I'm not positive on that. But First Samuel 126, you know, he says, God looks at the heart. That the world sees physical beauty. The world sees success and fame and, and wealth. But God sees the heart. And if you look at the songs, uh, again, the songs of Solomon, that, that language in that book, what if God is singing like this to us, right? And it's our heart he's attracted to, and he's after, and he's pursuing. Check this out. Love is too. Because you look so fine that I really want to make you mine I say you look so fine that I really want to make you mine Four, five, six, come on and get your kicks Now you don't need the money when you look like that, do you, honey? So I play that song by Jet And what he's attracted to, right? The rock and roll guy And, and you read that book of the Bible What God's attracted to That he loves us and created us, that he's after us, pursuing us. And I want you to think about solving that cognitive dissonance, right? Like that, what if it's, what if all the stuff you believe about religion is just part of the misunderstanding that yes, God wants to be sovereign over your genitals. He wants to have an authority over your private parts. Okay. That is true. God loves you. And he doesn't want us whoring around on him. This is another language of the Old Testament. It's not so much, you know, beating 
this drum of obeying rules that are set out again by like a drill sergeant or a, a angry abusive mother or father but a loving husband to his bride and we are when we cheat on him we're, we're whores you know, this, this separation, the sin that's in the world, the, the deceiver who's constantly trying to romance us and pull us away from the lover of our souls to destroy us. The one that calls us whore, freak, sicko. It's God that loves us. It's God that's pursuing us. It's God that gives us our worth and gives it our life purpose and wants to show us our, the meaning of it all. Check this out. This is a plain white tease. Love this song. for you from the last show that all this self-help and this self-stuff that putting us on the throne of our hearts God solving that is, is getting us to realize that yes we do have a light to shine that yes we are created in his image that he has given us good gifts that you get to shine in the world but the cool part the good part to take a lot of anxiety off of you is that you're a bit player in his play that he's the star you we get to glorify God and not be the star of the show I mean that just creates all sorts of anxiety in our hearts and in our spirit and we can't enjoy life when we're trying to keep our light lit right trying to act just right to be the star of the show we're not the star of the show God is this is really the stuff that I've had to struggle through in my own life recently that God is glorified when we're satisfied in Him and what He's doing right now in our life. Something John Piper says, he has a, a ministry called um, Desiring God. That There's a scripture that's tied to that, that God wants to give us the desires of our heart. Again, that's Psalms 37, that He wants to give us the desires of our heart, but He wants Him to be that desire that love relationship that we have with God.
Romans 6, where Paul says, Should we sin all the more that grace may abound? No. Because you're going to be a slave. You're going to be like a love slave. God is either going to have his way with your heart or something else will. Sin will have its way with your heart. Either way, you're a slave. We're born slaves. But we're slaves to love, and that's the good news. Seven, um, Romans 7 is going to start out with this... Uh, metaphor between the law he's going to talk about the law of grace and the law of the law as a, as an you know as being married to someone we're you know the religious Jews were married to the law but that law has died and now they're married to Christ which is a different kind of law it's a different form of law right so it's solving that in your own mind. That yes, the law is there so that we would know what coveting is. He's going to say that too in Romans 7. Read both those chapters as well. 6 and 7 and 8 because that's kind of the conclusion. It's the, the answer to this heart level issue that we have. Fall in love with God. Let him have his way with your heart. Let him be with you. Stop running from him. Stop running away. Stop quitting on God. Stop quitting on relationships. Just let him love you. So this message that I have on my heart, this message that the Holy Spirit has put on my heart with angst, the message that I have sitting in front of me like a big wrapped Christmas present that I want to to give to you, the listener, is is this, that, that, that God has put on my heart, that God has shown me the redemption, the love, this relationship that God loves you. He loves you. He actually really deeply intensely loves you. It's like that song I played earlier, the, the Jet song, Are You Gonna Be My Girl? There's, there's another line in that song where you saw you were with another man, but he's coming after you. He loves you. He doesn't want you to cheat on him. He loves you. It's that kind of relationship. It's that kind of love. That's why there's rules. That's why there's the commandments. That's why Jesus says that. If you love me, you'll obey the commandments. You'll strive to learn and do the commandments. If you love me. I mean, think back to high school, right? That kind of the, the rock and roll tune that I played, right? And that kind of high school angst. And you fall deeply in love with a girl. And then she says to you, she says, Well, if you want to date other girls, that's all right. Would that be love? No. She's not that into you if she says that. Do you see why there's rules? Do you see why God loves you with the commandments? If you love him, obey the commandments. He's not forcing you to. That's love. He wants you to do it out of love, not out of begrudging submission. So you can show everybody else how good a person you are. That's not love either. He wants you to love him. He loves you. 
settle. Let him love you. I'm praying for you guys. Please pray for me. I, I love you guys. Real tough season. I'm, I'm on month two without a, a house payment. I'm <laughs> able to make my house payment. This is like the worst Christmas as far as material wealth is concerned that we've ever had. But God's showing me and God's teaching me too, all right? So I'm learning this stuff just as well as you are. Five years clean from sexual addiction. Life isn't any easier, but I am free from that, and that's a big deal. It's a big thing to be free from. Thank God. By the grace of God, he's shown me love. Even through the the money not being there. He's shown me what I love. He's exposing to me my heart. And he's helping my family see what Christmas is really all about. Right? I get to com communicate that message. So pray for me. Again, I'm praying for you. I, I love this song. This is a, a song about being in love with God, about letting God have his way with your heart, about letting him love you, and about loving him back. This is a band called Ever Stays Red. The song is called Blue. Till next time, my name is Russ Shaw. The email address is russ at asi247.org. The website is asi247.org. Again, if you could leave a donation, I would certainly appreciate it. And, uh, Keep me in your prayers. I'll be praying for you guys. Merry Christmas. Bye. Spend one day with you Is a thousand times better than I ever knew life could be Cause when I'm with you All I see is good in me Say I think the sky's blue inside me You're blue As blue as blue could ever be And you take me there And you take me there And you take me there And you take me I wanna go Love.